I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. G'day and welcome to the Farms of Us podcast. As a newbie or a golden oldie listener, we're happy you've tuned in for a special week for the podcast. This week is actually our first year anniversary. Can you believe it? So we've called in the big guns and looked at the year in review, but that will be later in the week on the 12th of June. What a year we've made it. Thank you for tuning in. You're the one that makes this all possible, contributing and engaging online. It's amazing to see. But for now, for this episode, on this Tuesday, we continue the Beyond the Tax Return with the team at Byfields, the business advisors based in WA. As this is episode is served for general advice only as the speakers do not know your personal circumstances. Please check in with your financial professional for your advice that will be able to handle your agribusiness with care. This series dives into what drives agribusinesses to perform at their best, how we can improve different elements of our business and where we need to be looking for the opportunities to become more efficient and more productive. Now, Let's get back into the office and check out our books. We have Jack Hayes. Jack, how are you going, mate? Going well, Jack. Yeah, good to be here, mate. Uh, this could uh, get a little confusing for the listeners. Uh, but yeah, no, going well, mate. Going well. Fantastic. Yeah, both Jack and Jack on the show. Thanks for coming on as part of the team at Byfields there in WA. As part of the team, your background is very important, I suppose, to the hiring, but can you just go into a little bit of depth into your own background and where it's that landed you into today at Byfields? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I grew up on, uh, on the family farm in Badgingar. Uh, it's two it's 250 Ks north of Perth, uh, pretty well between Perth and Geraldton. So my, uh, grandparents were originally from Victoria, um, and they, uh, yeah, granddad was a contractor there and 
he uh, his lifelong dream was always just to go farming himself. So um, pretty common uh, story for uh, growers over here, but he heard wind of, or got wind of uh, some land going cheap over in WA. So packed up the truck and uh, drove over uh, in the late sixties um, and picked up a conditional purchase um, farm. And yeah, so cleared that themselves and uh, yeah, the family's still farming there now. So um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty logical um, yeah, path to end up in farming one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you think that goes to help you serve your clients a bit better being from a farming background? That's helped oh, you. Look, yeah, huge. Um, I mean, I think from the from the farmer's point of view, they they appreciate that, uh, you know, and, and look, it's not just me, it's uh, everyone, you know, in the yeah. firm is at the farming background or um, or has a passion for it. So I guess the farmers know that we understand um, how farming works and uh, yeah, genuinely care about care about their business. Um, so yeah, no, it goes, it goes a long, long way. Yeah, well, that's what it all comes down to when Bushy approached me, he's very passionate and Yourself, Byfields as a firm, are passionate people pushing further into building agribusinesses. But thank you for your background. We'll get on with the Beyond the Tax Return series. So tell me all about this episode, your expertise. What are we going to be talking about this week? Uh, so I think we'll talk about a bit of tax planning. Um, it's, uh, it's the exciting time of year for me. I really really enjoy i'd actually uh, go as far to say i'd trade the uh yeah all the financial statements period in the rest of the year uh, if i could just do tax planning uh for the full year um it's, it's a really chance to actually you know help the business whereas at the end of the year it's all done and dusted so tax planning absolutely so let's get into it before we start off do you have a fun fact about tax planning that others fun out there may not know Oh, look, probably, I mean, yeah, the first one would be that a lot of, uh, a lot of people out there would think that the aim is to get tax down to, down to nil, um, which I guess is a, is a strategy, but I would say it's a very, very poor one. Um, in fact, a lot of the time we're actually trying to uh, increase the taxable income um, because we see, we predict that it's going to be paid at a, a lower rate of tax than future years. So um, that would probably be the main one that's not always about minimising uh, tax in, in the current year. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it, Jack. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Tax planning processes, do we need to make them robust? Do they need to be minimal? Or how do we work ourselves into planning for the tax year? Yeah, yeah. No, look, definitely needs to be robust um i mean going going back i've i've been in uh in tax and accounting for 12 years um and and probably even looking back that far it was uh a pretty oh, well almost a back of the envelope uh type job tax planning um you know uh calculating income and expenses and uh and working out the tax payable and you might go and bring forward some expenses and whatnot it's a uh, um and i guess the the concept's still the same um but looking at a lot bigger picture these days. So um, from, from our end, we've, yeah, five years or so ago, we fully remodeled our, uh, the way we do things. And a lot of the process is, uh, is really automated these days. Um, and the idea there is we've saved a huge amount of time um, to get to the, to the end point. And it's, it's more time we could be spending uh, 
sitting around the kitchen table uh, with the client and, and running through it and making sure they understand how it all works and they're comfortable with it. Um, and it, it's also looking looking a lot further uh, down the track. You're looking, yeah, a good four or five years down the track rather than just uh, in the current year and, and possibly the next year. So very long-term approach. For that long-term approach, you're looking to get across on the average, uh, more so looking rather than just acting off the fluctuations of a really good season to a bad season? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, a common, a common trend, um, well, obviously farms are getting bigger, um, especially here in WA. They're getting bigger and bigger as there's less, less farms there. Um, and with that, the, the profits are getting bigger and bigger, um, which is obviously going to happen with more hectares, but uh, combining that with, with the benefits of economies of scale. Um, so profits are higher. I mean, tax is going to be higher. It's just a, just a fact of those higher profits. So, um, yeah, no doubt about that. For, for tax planning, there's, for the family farm, they could be large enterprises or a bit smaller, so like 10-plus employees down to like just the family working, the primal family. What's the difference there? Are we changing the tax planning around that? Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a, there's no one size fits, fits all. Um, the, con the concept is the same. You still want to be looking uh, looking down the track rather than just in the current year. Um, obviously, with the, with the bigger scale operations, you've got a lot more uh, complex structures involved. Um, I mean, your smaller operation might be a simple uh, two-partner partnership, yep. for example. Uh, and your more complex structures these days, we've, we've got a lot of companies involved, which um, adds a whole another level of complexity. So, yeah, look, I mean, the idea is um, still the same um, and you, you still need to just have a plan of, of where you want to get. Uh, but, yeah, the tax planning options might change somewhat. Um, but all in all, the, the idea is the same. Yeah, absolutely. And then when we're preparing, starting our tax planning for the financial year, do you want to start preparing that in July, piecing together 15 minutes here each week for your business? Or are you yeah, look, to, what are we going I mean, to do probably there? Not quite July, but it's uh, very important to go uh, earlier rather than later. Um, yep. Probably, probably again, um, looking looking five or so years back, um, it was a lot of the tax planning from our end was done in in June, um, and I think these days it's just not practical. Um, it needs to it needs to be happening as early as possible. We're normally working on uh, as soon as that budget lands. So when the, the client or the consultant uh, has finished that budget, we want to be getting a copy of that as soon as possible and, and getting onto the tax planning as early as possible. Um, I mean, for the, for the cropping guys, um, yeah, obviously this time of year is absolute peak for them. So that they're not going to be able to sit down and, and meet with us uh, to run through it. So um, it needs to happen as early as possible. Obviously, the season's going to um, vary, um, but at least you've got that starting point and you can work from there. So, I mean, even some of the some of the bigger operations, we might be looking at, uh, yeah, tax planning uh, midway through harvest, actually, just to give them a bit of uh, bit of clarity on on grain marketing decisions, uh, whether they should look at cashing all that grain or not. Um, this this year has actually been a really interesting one. Um, 
I guess uh, all your listeners no doubt uh, heard your uh, interview with uh, Eamon um, a few weeks back. Um, yeah. And the big change this year was the temporary full expensing of capital assets. So we um, over here in the West last year was was a that was an interesting year. It was uh, quite low rainfall in most areas. Um, you're looking at decile two, three, some areas even decile one, but the rain sort of seemed to come at pretty good times and seemed to get away with a pretty solid crop really. Most averages were, most yields were pretty strong. Um, pricing was was obviously really solid. So all in all, it was shaping up to be a, a really uh, high um, taxable income year uh, from from our point of view. Uh, but the, these tax concessions just completely, uh, yeah, threw that into a, yeah, which, um, yeah, there were a lot of uncertainty uh, about how it was going to end up. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting one. Um, actually, I was just having a look at um, some of my clients recently and more than more than 50% of the clients have been pushed into a loss position this year. And that's that was all due to, um, due to the full expensing of assets. So um, the actual, I guess, just with... Uh, a lot of operations being so capital intensive now, um, such big dollar figures. If you're looking at, you know, towards a million dollars for a for a header, um, you've got huge uh, small business pool balances that are getting written off. So the average additional deduction this year, um, and I was surprised by this, was one million dollars. Um, so you, that's that's literally one million of taxable income wiped this year. Um, which is, uh, I mean, you would you would think that it's made our job easy um, yeah. from a tax planning point of view, but it's it's yeah, honestly made it a lot more complicated. So, fifty percent of the farmers in your region have been buying new equipment in, updating it from the last four years or so. Have they? It's uh, it's not necessarily that, Jack. It's uh, it's it's also that the small business closing pool balance yeah. has been written off. Um, and that's, that's not an option. So, you know, almost all farming businesses, uh, if they've got less than 10 million turnover, um, would more likely than not have a small business closing pool balance uh, at the end of uh, 30 June 2020. Um, and that, that full value has been written off. So, um, yeah, you're right that any, any assets are purchased in the current year of um, also been written off um, depending well either way they're getting written off um, but it's more that small business closing pool balance I mean I've this year seen figures of yeah anywhere from um, you know 500,000 through to two and a half mil so it's a it's I mean I've, I've been in yeah in tax for 12 years and without a doubt the the biggest change that there's been um, biggest tax change that there's been um, so yeah it's uh yeah, made things in interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it comes down to the year of 2020. It's been a weird one and now moving into 2021. Talking about like 2021 tax planning and any trends you may have seen, how like dealing with those trends, what are like a couple of principles that you would put in play as a farmer in order to know what you can afford to pay at the end? Are we going to leave a pool of money? at the end so we can pay the tax bill or how does this work? No, look at, that's a good question. Um, I guess this year with the, with the pool um, write off or the temporary full expensing of assets, it's, 
uh, it's almost given an opportunity to to reset in a way. Um, it's given a lot of businesses some tax shelter one way or another. Um, I guess going back a step, we've had a, you see a lot of clients trend in recent years have been, you know, deferring, um, deferring grain sales, deferring livestock and wool um, sales um, into the next financial year. And uh, a lot of, you know, booking up, you know, 500,000, a million dollars of uh, your year in June's not unheard of. So this almost gives a chance to unwind that. Um, but I guess, I mean, the, the main message I've been trying to convey to clients is that you need to, if you're not paying tax this year, you need to make sure you're, you're saving that in the bank because yeah. a few years down the track, there's going to be a, a sting in the tail when, uh, when that plant's eventually traded. Um, but yeah, look, the loss uh, situation has been a pretty common one. Um, uh, and I guess in that situation, um, a lot of the time we're actually trying to create some taxable income uh, where we can, uh, which is a strange concept. I had a meeting with a client last week and they were, uh, yeah, mind blown by that. But um, the idea there is that we're, uh, if, if you're in a full loss year, um, you're potentially not utilising all the low uh, rates of tax. So, yep. I mean, looking at it um, from a real simplistic level, um, all individuals uh, can earn up to $20,000 fully tax-free. So if you've got five individuals, that's, that's a hundred grand. Um, so if we can somehow create some, uh, some profit into the farming business to um, get that into the individual name, that, uh, that hundred grand's, you know, potentially worth um, 30 grand of tax. Whereas um, otherwise, once it's gone, it's gone, you know? So um, that's been a, a big one this year, which, which again is uh, probably goes against um, our strategies in the past. Um, so look, it's also a chance if you've got FMDs built up, you can potentially get those um, unwound. Um, I guess you've got to got to keep. It depends on your on your business structure. Um, had a, had quite a few this year um, clients that have withdrawn FMDs, uh, but they're trading in a in a family trust, so they're not able to offset those trust losses against the FMD withdrawals. So potentially have to put more FMDs in. Um, but either way, I think it's a good chance to, to get those FMDs um, back into cash flow. really. Um, I think a lot of uh, clients would prefer to uh, be spending that money on, you know, in their business on urea, for example. Um, uh, I mean, there's plenty of ways we can, we can try and create profit, but that's been a, been a big one this year. Um, the other one, if, if we're not, able to create profit, um, there could be a chance to reduce pay-as-you-go instalments. Um, yep. Coming off a, a pretty solid year um, here last year, um, yeah, you could have some quite substantial pay-as-you-go instalment reductions. So um, that's, that's again, just cash flow. You can get back into the business uh, sooner rather than later. So that pay-as-you-go, you're paying your tax bill throughout the year? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. So most uh, most farmers uh, pay seventy five percent pay as you go instalments in uh, in March. Um, yep. and sorry, that's based on their their previously uh, previous year's tax return or previously lodged tax return. Um, so they pay seventy five percent in March and twenty five percent in uh, in June. So yeah, as you said there, you're really just prepaying tax for the, for the next financial year. Um, 
that's that's another reason why we like to get in nice and early and uh, with the tax planning, if we can estimate they're not going to have tax payable, um, we can vary those instalments down straight away. We can uh, let the client know to update their budget to pull those or client or the uh, ag consultant to reduce those pay-as-you-go instalments um, or remove them from the budget rather. So uh, yeah, another reason to get onto it nice and early. Absolutely. And like talking back to profit and the opportunities there, what what do you see with your clients or just in the industry in general? Are they looking to try to maximise their profit or are they just trying to sit below that tax bar? What do you see mostly? Because I, like, I feel a lot of people are refraining from like moving forward and um, going for that opportunity of creating more profit just for the tax bill circumstance. Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, I, yeah, my rule is that, uh, yeah, profit first, tax yeah. second. So, I mean, the focus needs to be on, on uh, making the business profitable. Um, yeah. We, we certainly don't recommend, um, yeah, you know, either bring forward expenses or, or buying a, a new header um, just to get the tax bill down. There, there needs to be a, a business case for it. Um, you might change the timing slightly if it's going to um, benefit from a tax point of view, but um, yeah, all in all, it needs to be a, a business decision. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I, I think that's, that's what comes down to is business decision um, and profit over tax, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and look, this probably, it really comes back to us as accountants to educate the client on that um, and, and not try and push them in um, into a, you know, tax over profit scenario. Yeah. And just to guide them through the process. Absolutely. Well, with tax planning, there's a short term view that we can have, but there's also a long term view. How long, how long should our view be for tax planning and when, when should we stop that view? Yeah, look, it, it needs, I'll probably work on a, yeah, a four to five year, but you, you need to be looking even further than that in the back of your mind. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, again, uh, as I was saying earlier, with, with farm businesses growing in size and becoming more and more profitable, um, you, you can't be just kicking that can down the line um, from a tax point of view because it's it's going to end up, uh, yeah, tax is going to be paid at a higher rate. So um, you also need to to have a have an exit strategy, I guess, um, for, I mean, your scenarios, your FMDs or your, if you're allocating profit to a company, you need to have a have a plan down the track of how you're going to get that out um, or otherwise you'd, you're just kicking the can down the line. You're going to end up paying more tax and and put the business under cash flow pressure. So, yeah, look at a long. I guess firstly, you need to be looking in the next in the next year or two, and then it's it's probably looking further than that. Uh, yeah, four to five, and then on to ten years plus. Um, and I guess if if there are any big uh, business uh, decisions uh, happening down the track, you know, a farm purchase or uh, some changeover of machinery uh, that needs to be factored in. Um, so it's really about, I guess, from our point of view, having that discussion with the client, knowing the things they've got on the go, um, and and looking at it from a, a real holistic approach. I guess. Yeah, once you have that holistic plan in place for the farm, knowing when you probably should be buying more equipment because it's a bit worn and you need to move it on. 
Yeah, look, there's definitely, uh, I mean, the uh, the temporary full uh, expensing of capital assets has probably given some uh, some growers maybe a, an excuse to buy more machinery. So it's, yeah, it's definitely about, um, yeah, having that that conversation and, and looking at it from a business point of view. Yeah, definitely. And what about like when we're looking not to buy equipment, but when we were looking to expand into buying properties, is that something that we need to think about the tax planning or what that may bring? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, from a, from a tax planning point of view, well, from a tax point of view, generally, I mean, we've had a few situations this year where clients have purchased new farmland, um, which I mean, generally the handover uh, tends to happen uh, the start of the growing season. So it uh, might be yeah, February or March um, in that, current financial year you, you're obviously going to have uh well provided you have you weren't leasing the property uh previously you're going to have some high uh expenses and input costs um on that farmland so yeah absolutely you've got to and, and i guess the the important thing to keep in mind in those years is the business is generally under under cash flow pressure um if they've gone and uh, and geared up to buy some more farmland so yeah, absolutely need to need to keep that in mind, and and that's why you need to have a have a long term approach to it, and and uh, yeah, really raise those eyes and and look further out. Absolutely, just take those bite sized chunks out, and once you start working, getting to know what's going on, you can start to look further afield to see what that ten year plan is for your farm. Should do you think your tax should be increasing? like every two years, three years, if you're trying to expand or if you are growing your profit level? Um, I mean, it depends on the, yeah, depends on the client. I mean, yep. some operations are, are comfortable where they are and they're, and they're making enough money to, um, you know, to um, live well and the business is performing well and they don't see the need to expand. So, I mean, it depends on all sorts of factors, uh, doesn't it? You know, age, um, whether you've got kids coming back on the farm. So, I mean, I think from a business point of view, you do need to have goals of, um, you know, capital return that you're aiming for. Um, and yeah, look, tax tax is just a factor of that really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that perfectly rounds up our episode of tax planning, Jack. It's really good to like nut these ones out and get them across. It's really valuable content with Eamon previously, and then John was an introduction. Is there anything else that you would like to say for farmers to better plan their tax leading into the end of the financial year? Um, look, the, I mean, the big uh, points I'd like to put out would just be, I mean, firstly, uh, get onto it nice and early uh, where you can. Make sure you're doing it every single year um, and, and have a plan, have a goal. Um, I guess the old cliche of... Uh, Failure to plan is uh, planning to fail. So, yeah, make sure you've got a got a goal there that you're aiming for. Um, and probably for the younger um, generation that's just coming back on the farm, I'd I'd say just make sure you're involved in in those meetings. Um, you know, meet with your bank manager, consultant, accountant, and uh, and be a part of it because uh, yeah, that's how your business can uh, operate at at its full potential. Yeah, definitely, Jack. So, thank you very much for coming on the show as part of the team at Byfields. You do a stellar job producing content and also backing the podcast. So I really thank you a lot for that and for your episode. Before we go, who would you like to nominate from the Byfields team? Who would you like to hear from about their expertise? 
Yep. So from Byfields, I'd like to nominate uh, Ryan Norton. Um, so he's a young uh, director slash farmer uh, out in uh, Northern, uh, out east of Perth. So no, look, he's uh, very passionate about ag. Um, so no, I think he'll be great on the on the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, non uh, non Byfields colleague, uh, like to nominate my uh, my friend uh, Ben Congdon. Uh, he works at at Deepherd um, in WA here. So no, he's been doing some great work with the uh, fall armyworm. Um, there's been a, a problem over here in the West. Uh, so no, I think he'd be really great to have on the uh, pod for something a bit different, Jack. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Right, we'll have to get in touch with them, of course. And we look forward to the next Beyond the Tax Return with your colleagues. Cheers, Jack. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Jack. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining the two Jacks on the Farms Advice podcast and for Jack Hayes for coming on and sharing his expertise with us and yourself as a listener. Byfield shares the same vision as the podcast as what I want it to become and what I want the industry to be able to learn from through the platform of the podcast to become a more transparent and knowledge sharing platform where you as a listener can benefit by taking the key takeaways and the golden nuggets like Jack dropped throughout the episode in order to build a more robust agribusiness that you know and have planned for, that you can set benchmarks and really grow from that. If you have liked the Beyond the Tax Return series, please let us know or Byfields team on our social media or contact the experts at Byfields WA if you're looking for further advice with your agribusiness. Happy bloody one year anniversary from the Farms Advice podcast. But also, thank you very much for coming along for the ride, building agribusinesses one episode at a time. There's 20,000 of you at the moment, so thank you very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.